Students fell into each other's arms and sobbed. Teachers cried too. Eventually, they began streaming outside into the cold, crisp air. Television reporters were already there with cameras and microphones. Shell-shocked parents were also beginning to arrive. There was an air of disbelief. How could this happen to their beloved Loretto? This is a quote taken from the Sacramento Magazine article, The Last Days of Loretto, by Mary Beth Beesjack in 2010. In talking to the many Christian Brothers teachers who were there on this day, I know that this sentiment was shared by all, student and faculty alike. But why did this happen? And what happened next? Where did everyone go? What happened to Loretto High School? So for some background, Loretto opened in 1955 as an all-girls Catholic school on El Camino Avenue. Their school colors were navy, white, and forest green. It was a relatively small campus. They offered Spanish, French, and Greek as their foreign languages. Their slogan was, One World, One Light. They were known as the Lions, and they had 11 different sports on campus. Loretto was a staple in women's Catholic education in Sacramento. Even some of the teachers I interviewed for this project who worked there had attended as teenagers. So when that fateful day in January 2009 came, many were blindsided and incredibly upset that their beloved Loretto, where they planned to send their own children, would no longer exist. Here's how January 30th played out, according to the people that were there. The voices you're about to hear are Larry Real, Mary Bowers, Courtney Hendry, Jen Yearwood, and Maureen Winkett, all former faculty members of Loretto. My recollection is just there was a lot of nervousness, um, a lot of uncertainty, because we didn't know, as a faculty, what's the meeting about. The faculty was called to the library, and... Um, we were told that the school would close in May. I just remember, and I think it's just the way I react to shocking news, I was just frozen. Like, I didn't cry. I had people around me who were crying. I was trying to process it. It was devastating. I, I mean, I was shocked, first of all, um, did not see it coming at all. Like, this is life-changing and devastating news. Um, and I just got in my car and I, you know, cried the entire way to go pick up my daughter. So 65 of us were being dumped into the worst job market any one of us had seen during our adult lives. There was a lot going on. We were blindsided. It was like we were hit, hit with a bat. I know that I was mad. <laughs> I know that my face probably got really red because I just kept listening to what they were saying, what their excuses were, what the reasoning behind it was. Just felt myself, even though I knew it was coming, just freaking out. And I gave myself 15 minutes. I'm going to give myself 15 minutes to feel awful, to feel all the feelings, all the fear, all the badness. And I did. I, I just will never forget that drive home. 
the day that happened, it honestly was like they took a family and it just was disintegrated. So this brings me back to my original question. What was next? I talked to President Lorcan Barnes about his involvement with the whole transition and how CB stepped in. My administrative assistant received a call in uh, early mid-January 2009. And the president of Loretto wanted to schedule some time to meet with me. And it was, she wanted to schedule time in a very narrow window uh, when I had uh, planned to be uh, you know, take a vacation day because I was having some work done in my home. And the president of Loretto said to my administrative assistant, it's critical that I meet with Mr. Barnes at, at a particular time because I have to attend a funeral um, that day. Now, this is a week before. Typically, funerals aren't known a week before. So I said to my administrative assistant, if she has that narrow time that she needs to meet with me, she can come to my home. I, I live not far from Loretto. It's reasonable. And um, so that's fine. I, I had a good relationship with her. I still do. Um, and so I said, well, then she can come to my home while I have workers there. and We can sit and talk at my home. And so that was the schedule that we agreed upon. The president and principal of Loretto showed up at my home. I'm in work clothes and we're sitting on empty boxes. Um, and they shared with me uh, what they were going to have to do, that they were planning to announce it within a few days. And their inquiry to me was uh, 100% about, will Christian Brothers take in students? And my initial reaction to her was, of course, this is, you know, we, we bend over backwards to accommodate these girls. Um, but shock and sadness uh, uh, that this was going down again, because Loretta was a strong, stable school Um Excellent reputation, quality product, good people working there, great girls, families, etc. So I was shocked. Although stunned by this news, Mr. Barnes assembled a team. Many members of the CB faculty worked tirelessly to accommodate the Loretto girls in what they hoped would be a smooth, relatively painless transition for the girls. In times of crisis, an individual's true character comes out. The same thing goes for an organization. So... Um, Mr. Burnell was our principal at the time. Mr. Schumann was our assistant principal at the time. Mrs. Hesser was our director of guidance at the time. Mr. Kareen was our director of admissions at the time. And uh, Mrs. McCarthy was our director of communications at the time. Without hesitation, each of those individuals says, okay, what do we need to do to welcome these girls? Um, and, and I said, I cite those individuals because they were primarily on the front line with, with, uh, welcoming these girls. Um, and, uh, but there were certainly lots of other people that stepped up at, at the time. Um, they were on a trimester system. We were on a semester system. That means Mrs. Hester, and Mr. Schumann had to work overtime. Our counselors met with these families on Saturdays to look at their uh, curriculum and see how it would fit into our curriculum. So here we've got in the field house 200 girls and their parents. They're sad, they're forlorn, they're, they're fearful, they're distrustful. Um, a lot of them never had any thought that they'd come to Christian Brothers or that, that their school would close because, again, it was a strong school. So the tone we took was, uh, you know, I, I told a story in my remarks about a family that's uh, planning on going to Italy and they've got their vacation booked out. They're going to go see this, that, and the other. They're going to taste this food, that food. And then the plane lands and the pilot says, welcome to Dublin. And the family has to change its expectations. Um, 
they didn't want to go to Ireland, but they're there. And so the metaphor is, we know that this was not your school first choice, but give Ireland a chance because it's, it's a wonderful place and you can really have a great experience here. Um, and then the other thing was, in most schools, you know, Christian Brothers at the time, we had, you know, students had seven classes, teachers taught five. So that means there was empty classrooms two-sevenths of the day. We knew that for the couple of years that we'd have this glut of students transferring in, we could accommodate them by just people doubling up and, and sharing space. And, and uh, so we knew we could accommodate any number that they wanted to come. And we made that very clear to these families that if your daughter wants to come here, you're welcome here. So graduation came and went, on comes the summer of 09, and the transition to a brand new environment for the Loretta Lions. Some transitioned into public school, others, albeit a very few, took their talents to St. Francis, but the bulk of them made the choice to go to Christian Brothers. Here's Chelsea Arola on coming over at the beginning of her junior year via Skype. I was extremely nervous. Um, I feel like this whole experience, like even though it was forced upon me, it made me grow a ton as a person. But I was really, really nervous like going in. I had no idea what to expect. I didn't like know what the classes would be like, if people would be nice, like anything like that, like where to find, like I didn't even know like the campus at all, you know? so. Um, it was just more nervous and kind of like fear than anything. Um, but then the emotions after I started and kind of like got in the groove of things, it was like, okay, this is really cool. And I really enjoy like who I'm going to school with. And I really enjoy the teachers and the school as a whole. Um, so it ended up being a really good experience for me. Um, I, when people ask me where I went to high school, I say CB. Like, I don't even, like, think about Loretto, really, which is kind of sad, but it's like, it, that's my high school to me. It was kind of a weird transition for all of us because we didn't know, I mean, I didn't know a lot of girls that went there. I knew uh, a few. That's Eddie Ralph, class of CB 2010. Her daughter, everyone knew because she taught here, but right. her daughter went to Loretto. Um, and so like that was like the only person we knew. And then during the summer, we were all finishing up stuff. I guess it was right before the end of the school year because I was working on a project. Um, they had already known and they're like, okay, we're going to bring everybody together and we're going to do this big like barbecue. So the Peabody's, um, and Miss Peabody doesn't teach here anymore, but Miss Peabody and her husband had this big ranch out in Clarksville. And they're like, hey, we're gonna have a bunch of Loretto girls over and a bunch of CB kids over and they're all gonna meet each other and that way you have an idea of who these people are. Um, I didn't actually get to go. I was supposed to all schedule out. Me and my, one of my best friends, were, we were gonna be there, it was gonna happen. And then uh, we ended up getting stuck with Mr. Eccles' science project. I give him a bad time all the time. <laughs> I was like, that was our chance to go you know, meet all these new people come into school, but nope. Um, but yeah, it was in, it, it kind of just integrated in all the girls. Um, it was cool cause it started at the start of the year. So it was just like, you know, everybody else, we all kind of knew each other anyway. Yeah. Um, and then like I mentioned to you before, volleyball was a big one and, and our volleyball team was really good. Um, not that it's not anymore, but it was like a, a really, really top program. In fact, I think the four years I went here, um, they went to state like three out of the four years or something. Really? Um, and one NorCal. And so they were a really, really good program. And so all these girls came in and just made an even better program. 
And then knowing those girls, it kind of integrated everybody together. And that was kind of how we all started to get to know each other. I also had the chance to talk to Kate Costa, who came over to CB as a sophomore. They didn't hide the fact that Loretta girls were coming. It was like, let's welcome the Loretta girls. The first day they were like, everyone knows there's a lot more kids here now. I mean, it was a whole, they took us all on and they weren't like, Loretto didn't exist. Like, especially for the seniors, I remember they were really good at still acknowledging the fact that like they had their traditions and that was something. They didn't try to like erase that uh, as more as they tried to adapt the Loretto culture to Christian brothers, which I felt like was really nice, especially those who had been at Loretto first. I mean, for me, it was like I jumped in. I mean, I like, no, I don't really ever mention I went to Loretto because Christian brothers was, I loved Christian brothers. It was like the best three years of my life. And so it's not as much of a big focal point, but for those who had spent three years at Loretto and now just were there to graduate, I think it was a little bit different. And as she said, for these girls, the change resulted in something positive a completely different experience at a school they now call their home. Unfortunately for each of the Loretto teachers I talked to, they all made their way to teach at CB after leaving Loretto, albeit with a couple stops on their journey. And even though, 10 years later, the physical space is no longer around, the sisterhood and spirit of Loretto High School will continue to live on for generations to come. Special thanks to Larry Real, Courtney Hendry, Jen Yearwood, Mary Bowers, and Maureen Winkett for talking to me about their involvement with Loretto. This has been a production of cbtalent.com.